0: This morning in your Bibles to the book of Psalms chapter 46 and verse 10. (coughs) Psalms chapter 46 verse 10. The title of this sermon is going to be Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. The book of Psalms chapter 46 verse 10 said Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to bring us together with your children. Lord, as the pastor of this church, I pray that you help me feed the sheep today. Without you, I can do absolutely nothing. You're the vine. I'm just a branch. I pray for your anointing to flow in this place, Lord. May your word go forth unhindered. May your people be undistracted. May they be focused. And may this word fall as a good seed into their heart, Lord, on good ground, that they might, Lord, in turn, mature and grow and know who you are. Holy Spirit, thank you for your help today. Lead us and guide us into all truth. Give us power to preach with boldness. Thank you, Lord. I need your help, and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord said, be still and know that I am God. You know the Lord most of the time needs our help to do things it's called being a co laborer with the Lord working with him and most of the time a lot of the time, the Lord expects man to cooperate and work with him you'll never get very far opposing him or not cooperating with what the Spirit of God wants to do in the earth you want to cooperate I always say this, that you've got to give God something to work with. That's right. Amen. It's called obedience. Amen. It's called lining up with his word. It's called wanting to do what's right in the eyes of God. Amen. And we need to cooperate with God. Most of the time, that's how he works with us. But there's times when God says, I don't need no help. Be still and know that I am God. There are certain situations and things that sometimes God said, I don't want you to do anything. I want you to put it in neutral. I want you to get out of my way. Mm -hmm. Don't put me in a box. Just get out of my way, be still, and know that I am God. God is saying, I'm going to show you how great I am. Mm -hmm. Mm I'm going to show you what I can do. And he said, just be still. But here's the problem. The being still part is the problem. A lot of times we can't be still. We want to mess up what God wants to do. Which means we get in the midst of something, we're praying about something, and before God can do it, we intervene and act like we're going to help God out, and sometimes we interfere with what God wants to do. That's right. And we stop him actually from what he wanted to do, Amen. and he's still probably going to answer that prayer. It's just going to have to take a little bit more time yes. because you got involved. Yep. Yep. And sometimes, whenever you get involved, not only do you mess up mess up something for a day, you might mess something up for twenty years. Yeah. That's, right. That's mm-hmm. right. It's called reaping what you sow. That's right. That's right. Being still is our problem. We Today, in our generation, we go, 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 run here, run there, run to and fro. We used to having everything, our dinners, we want to go through the drive-in window type religion. We want to go through the window and we want to order. We don't want them to mess it up and we want it done. In about 10 seconds, when we get to the window, we want to pay, we want to get a food, we want to get out of there. Yeah. We go home, we want to take a TV dinner and stick it in the microwave mm-hmm. because we're too lazy to cook. <laughs> we want something done fast, and we're so used to our internet service. If it's slow, Christians get very frustrated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amen. You'll see true colors come out whenever their internet slows down. Yeah, amen. And sometimes it's for a good reason because you want to see uh, Harvest Time Church on YouTube. That's it. And your internet ain't putting it through fast enough. <laughs> but sometimes when you're on Facebook and you're trying to do something and it won't go through and you're getting aggravated because your internet service is not fast enough. You know, internet service has really improved through the years. Mm from when we first started getting on the web to now, uh-huh. and now we still calling every day, my internet ain't fast enough. <laughs> no matter how fast it gets, we want it faster. That's right, that's right. And because we've been raised in this high-tech society and, and generation, we have a hard time being still. That's right. Our children have a hard time being still. Yep. Yeah. Right? Oh, Amen. Yes. Amen. Back in the old days, children used to come to church and they just sit still. Mm-hmm. Now, boy, I tell you, you got to put a rope on them and super glue them to the seat <laughs> to get them to be still. They don't understand what being still is. Right? Mm-hmm. And some of us adults can't be still. Yeah. We've got to learn to be still because that's the first part. You've got to be still. You've got to be neutral. God says, I want you to know that I am God, but you've got to be still. Sit down, be at peace, rest yourself for a moment. I'm fixing to do something, I don't need you to get involved with it and mess it up. Mm -hmm. Be still and know that I am God. Yeah. And in Genesis chapter 16, you can read this for yourself, but I just wanna teach or preach it to you. But in Genesis chapter 16, God has already came cut a covenant with Abram and with Sarai his wife and he told them you're going to have a child the promised seed is coming through your loins, Abram and I'm going to cut a covenant with you this covenant is to let you know the surety of a covenant when I give you my word it's done you don't ever have to doubt it you don't have to think it's not coming to pass if I said it I am God, and I'm well able to do it. I will complete what I said. And God gave this cut this covenant with Abraham, and said, "I'm going to give you a promised son." Abraham was 75 years old when God and Abram cut this covenant, and God made this promise to him. Mm-hmm. But in Sarah's eyes, it wasn't happening fast enough, and she said. To Abram, her husband. I'm going to give you my maidservant. Her name is Hagar. And I want you to take her as your wife. And I want you and her to fulfill what God said do. I want you and her to have a baby. So Abram said, I reckon so. <coughs> of course. And they have a baby. Yeah. Hagar gets pregnant. She's got Abraham's seed in her. She gives birth to a baby. And they name him Ishmael. Mm -hmm. Ishmael. Mm -hmm. Ishmael Ishmael. caused a bunch of problems. That should have never existed. Because Sarai could not be Mm still. Ishmael. The Hebrew word for Ishmael is wild man. The Hebrew word for Ishmael means wild wow, man. Mm-hmm. What Sarah did, she had no idea what she what kind of problem she was creating because it went further than just a generation. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Ishmael is the is the is the is, from the loins of Ishmael comes the Arab nation. That's right. The Ishmaelites That's right. some call them the Midianites. But from them, from Ishmael, came the wild nation called the Arab nation. Yeah. And the conflict has been between the, the, the Arab nation and the Jewish people today. They've been an ocean of blood spilt yeah. since that day because of the conflict of not being able to wait. Yeah. Not being able to wait can be a serious problem on your part. That's right. That's right. Amen. You got to learn how to be still. Sarah said, I'm going to work this thing. Yeah, I'm going to help God out a little bit. Mm. Sometimes we get that kind of attitude. I think I can help God out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes he needs you to cooperate with him. Sometimes he needs you to help him out. If he tells you to do something, you do it. That's right. But there may be time when he speaks to you, he said I don't need your help. Just sit still. Mm -hmm. Stay in position. That's right. Keep your life right. Keep walking in obedience. And just sit still. Because you don't have the power to do what I'm fixing to do. All you have the power to do is believe me. You do have the power to pray. You got the power to fast. But it's going to be my supernatural power that's going to come down. And create this miracle for you. We got to understand sometimes we got to get out of the way. Well we got a problem. We can't be still. We pray, we get up, we try to intervene in God's business, and it causes us a problem. Right. I have I, I always told people, if our children, which are dear to our hearts, sometimes they get in trouble. Sometimes <coughs> I, when they get in trouble, they they, they just continue maybe into some trouble and it finally ends them up in the belly of the whale mm-hmm. which I call the jail yes. mm-hmm. and when they get in the belly of the whale called the jail <clears throat> a lot of times we've been praying for months and years Lord do something with my sons do something with my daughter. do something here they need to know you Lord draw them close to you and then they hard headed uh-huh. we've all been hard headed yeah. I've been hard headed I mean, I, I, I could have submitted to Jesus a long time ago before I got saved. But being hard-headed, the Lord, uh, he won't make you serve him. He won't make you get saved. It's your choice. But whenever they they, they, they get into a rock and a hard place, sometimes they find themselves in the belly of the whale. And the worst thing a parent can do is run and intervene. And get them out of jail. Amen. Because what I have seen the Lord do in the jail. And I'm very familiar with what takes place in the people's lives in the jail. That's right. so I've been doing jail ministry close to 30 years. So I know what jail ministry is about. I know what people go through to get there. Mm-hmm. But when I see what the Lord wants to do inside of our children. While they're in the belly of the whale well called the jail. Mm-hmm. Is he sets them down. Yep. Because... Any other time, they wouldn't be still. That's right. You couldn't get them to church. You couldn't get them to a revival. You couldn't put, them, put a CD in their hand and they put it in their car and play it. They didn't want to hear nothing. Yeah. So when they finally hit rock bottom and they hit the jail, they in the belly of the well. And that's when the Lord came to Jonah a second time in the belly of the well and said, go to Nineveh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's when Jonah said, I'll go. That's right. But it was in the jail, the belly of the whale, that he came to his right mind and said, you know what, I need to obey the God. I need to obey God. Yes, right. But when you're out there on your own, running to and fro on the streets, you don't want to hear God. That's right. You got to get in the belly of the whale. Jonah would have never went to Nineveh if it had not been for the belly of the whale. But God spoke to him again in the belly of the whale. But a lot of parents intervene with what God's trying to do whenever they get into the, into the jail system they try to go and rescue them, they bond them out. They get them out. They get them out prematurely. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's hard to be still. When little Johnny is sitting behind a jail cell, Amen. right? Amen. It's hard. You're like, oh, something bad could happen to him in there. Oh, he ain't gonna get the right kind of food in there. Oh, yeah. it, in the jailhouse, he's getting broken. Pride is coming down. Humility's coming. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times, we rescue them before their time. Mm -hmm. And that's how we intervene a lot of times in different situations. We're praying about when we get in God's business, when we don't need to be in God's business. Sometimes you just have to put things in God's hands and walk away. (sighs) Amen. Amen. How do I know if you walked away or not? Well, you ain't fearful, you ain't fretting, and you ain't anxious, and you ain't worrying no more. That's right. Amen. When you put it in God's hands, you don't have to worry. That's right. I mean, if He's big enough to take care of it, put it in His hand and leave it with Him. That's right. Amen. But when, how do I know if you if you took it back out because you started worrying about it? That's right. Can't That's sleep right. at night, mm-hmm. talking to about the problem twenty four hours a day on the telephone with somebody. Oh, can you believe he did this? <laughs> the next thing you know, I can't stand it. Can't. Bond them out. Mm-hmm. Worst thing in the world you could ever do. God was talking, speaking to them in that jail. That's right. You know, you can't get made till you get broke. That's right. Amen. The Lord, I, I said this many times, our God is the best cowboy the world has ever known. He's the best bull rider you've ever seen. Because when God gets on your back, it don't matter how much you buck, it don't matter how much you kick. That's the truth. Whenever you get done and you wow out and you tired, you can't kick no more, he'll still be sitting there. <laughs> it's called a breaking process. You, know, you ever seen a wild horse they had to get broke? Somebody got to get on their back. But well, the Lord, he's the best cowboy you ever did see. You can't throw him. He'll ride you, and you finally get tired and say, I can't kick no more. The Lord says, it's about time. Because yep. the Lord, when you look back like at the Lord, the Lord say, I can do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> I can do this all day. So anyhow, to make a long story short, Sarah really created a huge problem for her family and also for future Generations, even till today, yeah. there's strife like never before between the Arabs and the Jewish people. And it's all because of Ishmael came into the picture. Many of us have created an Ishmael in our lives before, yeah. in our marriages, our children, our businesses, and so forth, because we couldn't be still. We, we said we were going to pray about it leave it in God's hand, but we couldn't do it. We had to get involved, and we created a mess. Am I talking to anybody this morning? Amen. Amen. Uh, We need to understand who God is. You can put confidence in him when you know who he is. Be still and know, the Lord says, that I am God. When you know who your God is and what he can do, all you need to do is to sit back and watch him do He's able to do whatever he pleases. He's unchangeable in his nature, his purpose, his promises, and his covenant. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. And he's everywhere. He's present at all times. God is faithful. Yes, he is. I was thinking this morning about when the angel of the Lord came to Mary, the mother of Jesus, And he said to her, you shall conceive and bear a child of the Holy Spirit. She had never had any sexual relationship with her husband, Joseph. This was a supernatural, unheard of miracle. A woman getting pregnant, but never having sexual relations. This is the first. And Mary said something that's so important when God wants to do something. When he said be still know that I am God Mary did that She didn't get in God's way When the angel of the Lord told her that She said this According to your word So be it If you said it It shall be According to what you said it shall be I ain't got no problem with it But then on the other hand There was Zachariah and Elizabeth Trying to have a baby Both of them had been Barren their wounds were closed. But the Lord came to Zechariah when he was in the temple doing the sacrifices to the Lord and the Lord showed up to him and said, Zechariah, your wife is going to have a baby. And he began to question what God wanted to do. He didn't believe God. He wasn't like Mary according to your word. so being. He said, how should this be? How are we going to accomplish all this? And God had to do something. He muted him. He said, I'm gonna close, I got to close his mouth. Because if I don't close his mouth, he's going to mess up my miracle. I got to shut his mouth. Don't think that your mouth can't mess up your miracle. That's right. That's right. You don't have to create an Ishmael. All you got to do is let something come out your mouth that don't line up. With the word of God. And people sit in the church saying words don't really matter. You just don't know the Bible. You just don't know how God operates. You don't know how the kingdom of God operates if you don't think your words matter in the kingdom. Zechariah had his mouth shut for I think three months or so, six months. He couldn't talk until Elizabeth gave birth to the baby. And they said, Zechariah, what shall we name him? The Lord already told him what to name him. His name shall be John. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't speak until they asked him, what shall his name be? And he said, his name shall be John. He opened up his mouth. Until then, closed that mouth. Because that mouth can be a problem. Most of our miracles, most of our prayers have been canceled are annoyed because we do not line our mouths up with our prayers we want something from god but we talk negative we want god to do something and we talk unbelief and we act unbelief and it canceled what we are praying about it ain't taking god this long it's just we in the way we got to learn how to be still and watch God work. and sometimes being still is After you've prayed, if you can't say nothing good, don't say nothing at all. That's right. That's right. right. You'll find out how disciplined you are when you can't control your mouth. That's right. And the people who've got a problem with the mouth is the ones that say, you don't have to watch what you say. Because they want to say what they want to say, anyhow. And you can say what you want to, God will let you say what you want to. But you're going to suffer the consequence, of course, because he ain't answering that prayer. Because right. you ain't in faith. You ain't believing God. You done got in his way. He said, be still. I remember I, many a times, on the way to Thailand, on the way to the mission field, it takes money to travel. A lot of times I'm believing God for at least ten dollars to $15,000 for each trip. I'm believing. And I send out my mission letters and I'm, I'm sending them out to people and they pray for us. And if you would like to support us, please send something to help us get there. Obey God. And I've been in places, y'all, I'm telling you, it feels like before I go, Brother Vince, it feels like I'm in a pressure cooker. Because when you believe in God for such a amount of money, you've already planned ahead without the money. You plan. That's called faith. Yeah. Whenever you step out there to plan when you ain't got it in the hand. That's Walking by faith, not by sight. You don't wait till you got it and then plan. That ain't faith. No. Anybody can do that. That's right. But there has been many times when I needed X amount of dollars, maybe four, five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars, and I'm leaving the next day. Mm-hmm. Felt like you were in a pressure cooker, son. Mm-hmm. And as weeks go by, I'm checking my mailbox. Every time I'm checking the mailbox, I'm thinking, "Hey, they gonna be, they gonna be a big blessing in here." I look in there, and ain't nothing. <laughs> I say, "Okay, it'll be here tomorrow. Okay. It'll be here tomorrow." I go back, <laughs> open the box. Oh my goodness, I can't believe, it ain't nothing in there again. The countdown is on, leaving in five days. Go back there and look. A little bit came in. Still need five thousand. Coming down one day. Open the door. Nothing. Ooh, pressure cooker and what, you, what, what the enemy wants you to do is to open your mouth and say it don't look like it's going to come in this time that's what the enemy wants you to say and the Holy Spirit grabbed a hold of me he, he never fails Holy Spirit never fails he grabbed a hold of me every time and said don't you dare let that come out your mouth that's right. don't you dare say that you don't have enough don't you dare say it ain't coming in. Don't you dare get in my way, the Lord said. Amen. Keep on believing. Keep on believing. Amen. And before I got to the airport, the next morning, yep. $5,000 come into my hand. Amen. That's happened many, 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 many times. Many times. But I understand how your words can cancel what God wants to do. You've got to line your words up with what God's word says. Stand on the word. Because God is faithful to fulfill his word. Amen. And I'll close with this. Joshua said to the children of Israel in Joshua chapter 23. I love this verse. I can't remember exactly which one it is, but it's in chapter 23, close to the end. Joshua said this to the children of Israel right before he died. Gathered them all together, Bart. And said, I got something I want to tell y'all today. He said, I'm fixing to leave him. I'm fixing to go the way of the earth. My ministry, my mission, my assignment is done and it's over. This is going to be the last time I'm talking to Mm y'all. He said, Of all the things that God has said concerning you, but everything that he said concerning you can, about going into the promised land and everything that you would obtain, he said, of all the things that God has said, not one word has failed of all that he said. That's right. Not yeah. one word. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Yes. Amen. How much faith does it take to believe in a God that ain't never lied? That's right. That's always been faithful. We ought not have to muster up faith. When God said it, he's good for it. If he said it, shall he not do it? He's not a man that he should lie. lie. Nor the of man that he should repent. God is faithful. He's all powerful. He knows everything. And he's everywhere. Now we've got to learn a lesson. Be still. And know that God. Be still and know. God is God, Amen. Amen. Know that I am God. Some of you getting her eyes worked on, and when she had, she had to go to all these specialists, and the Lord, the Holy Spirit spoke to her and said, "Trust the process. Yep. Trust the process. Yeah. Sometimes things are a process. Yep. You got to trust the process that God has preordained. These steps. These steps. These steps." The worst thing you could ever do is get in his way. That's right. Try to do something on your own and then speak against what God is doing. Mm -hmm. That's our problem. Can't be still. That's right. That's why people move around during the altar call. They can't be still. Mm -hmm. That's right. Especially when the Lord's moving on somebody's heart and they under conviction Mm -hmm. and they are rank, rank sinner and the Holy Spirit starts moving during the altar call. You know how I like to say it? It's like they're in a bed of ants. You can see them, and they just be squirming in the city. They can't sit still because they are fighting, staying where they are, or submitting to the Lord. And they're in a bed of ants. And a lot of times, to escape that conviction, they either find a reason to get out the door, or they find a reason to go get them some water. Or they gotta go to the bathroom. It's just so bad they can't stand it, and they're running from God. Yeah. Wow, that is one of the foolish mistakes we've ever made in our life, y'all. were running from the one who we should be running to. That's right. Wow, we should be running to Him. Yes. Amen. He's got two arms out saying, "Come, all ye that labor." And are heavy laden. Amen. Come to me. And you'll find rest for your soul. Come to me. And we listen to the devil and run. Yep. And the Lord said, I ain't gonna let them go. They didn't come to me this time, but I mm-hmm. I still got my arms out. Never on. He never He never gives up on us. Right. But be still and know that the Lord is God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Stand with me this morning.